0: So, if you guys are into disaster preparation or just Christmas preparation or maybe Gilmore Girls preparation, then this is the episode for you. Welcome to ISO, the Buns Podcast. Time for This Week in Buns. Welcome to This Week in Buns. Um, Hi, Buns. Hey, guys. Let's uh, let's start what's with what's on everyone's mind. Gilmore Girls.
1: Oh man, I ha- no spoilers. I haven't watched it yet.
0: Oh, oh, I I've never watched it, but I saw oh. quite a lot of <laughs> Gilmore Girls related posts on Buns, starting with Alicia, who um, says that she makes homemade cookies and she made a set in honor of the upcoming gilmore girls episode so i guess at this point they were upcoming Uh, i thought i would share the gilmore girls love and see if any buns are interested in getting some made for their viewing parties or whatnot then there's god,
1: this is amazing yeah then there's
0: an update that says oh wow thanks for all the love guys i'm so glad you like them I'm going to take a look at everyone's comments and PMs and trying to get back to you, et cetera, et cetera. Then there's a another update that says, just in case anyone's interested, I thought I'd mention that I'm also going to be a vendor at the Buns Flea T O Holiday Edition, December twentieth. So uh, if you're not able to get your Gilmore-themed cookies uh, from her online, hit up the flea.
1: What exactly does she? Are there photos? What exactly is a Gilmore? girls themed cookie entail
0: okay so i don't Does she say i don't know the show so i can't really uh but there's a t-shirt a, a, a cookie that looks like a t-shirt that says rory's going to yale there, okay there's a, a cookie that looks like a coffee mug that says luke's
1: perfect uh
0: <laughs> one that says good night dodger
1: okay yeah yeah uh,
0: a, a lipstick that says uh vicious trollop um these
1: are very insidey joke cookies which is amazing and i'm very sad that i missed this post and that i missed watching gilmore girls a
0: plaid heart that says i'm in i'm all in (laughs) uh town meeting is in session i smell snow there's one that's just a pop tart and then there's one that (laughs) has instruments that says bible kiss bible and another one that says Oi, with the poodles already, and so forth. There's, there's, there's a ton of them.
1: These are so inside jokey that, like, I um, I didn't watch Gilmore Girls when it was first out. In fact, I distinctly remember intensely disliking it uh, when it was like first on TV. Mm-hmm. But then I watched it during that like r- the coldest Toronto winter I've experienced, which was not last year, but the year before I think, and okay. it was like. It was, like, negative 20, like, every day. And uh, I happened to have a job that allowed me to work from home. So anytime it was, like, ridiculously cold outside, I would work from home and then, like, watch Gilmore Girls after work or sometimes during work, to be honest, because it was, like, data entry, which was super boring, and mm-hmm. I could do it while I was, like, watching, like, a show. Um, so I watched it, but, like, a couple years ago. And my memory's awful. So half of those cookies i get <laughs> the inside joke of and ha- and like a few you were i was like what uh so if you're a hardcore uh, gilmore's girl fan and or um have a better memory than i do and you want some cookies well i didn't know there was a christmas buns flea that's exciting
0: to go along with that sarah beth posts attention gilmore girls fans um she has two gilmore girls party <clears throat> binge kits Uh, Up for grabs. Now, they've already been traded, but she says she can make more if there's interest. The kits include a box of Malamars, Twizzlers, Nibs, Marshmallows, Mike and Ike's, Starbursts, Fuzzy Peaches, eight coffee-shaped chocolates, coffee (laughs) cup-shaped chocolates, sorry, uh, two double Lollies lollipops, six popcorn boxes, six takeout-style trays, and seven Gilmore Girls postcards. Uh, which have things that say stuff like no cell phones. Uh, oh, I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking coffee. I stopped doing the standing and walking. I don't know if that means anything to people who watch the show. And sorry <laughs> sorry for my poor reading Koji, skills. Koji, get
1: on the Gilmore Girls train already.
0: Well, my girlfriend's been watching it off the hook, but uh, I don't know. I'm more of a Dawson's Creek guy. So.
1: Oh, come off. Ugh, dude. <laughs> Hey man, no. <laughs> those those Mighty
0: Ducks movies were a anyway. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, why don't you uh, why don't you hit me up with something? I'm well,
1: go man, I don't have anything uh, quite that topical. Uh, okay, well, not, the, hold uh, on.
0: Then, in, in the case of entertainment, I've got one for you here. All right, Andy posts that he's got a Yeezy prayer candle.
1: Oh, I was literally just going to do that one. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's really funny. And he's
0: looking for a diff- different prayer candle. Maybe a Drake. Uh, somebody from Broad, Broad Alana City. Alana from Broad City. Yeah. And Dude, f- have
1: you not seen Broad City either? What is wrong with you?
0: Well, again, something that my, my girlfriend watches, but I don't, I'm don't. i not really familiar. But I did see somebody posted a Bieber prayer candle, which I thought was amazing. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think he... So didn't somebody post was that a separate post? No, it's in the comments of this.
0: Yeah, it's in the comment. It's in the comments here.
1: Um, I, somewhere in my house in Toronto, I have a um, Mayor Rob Ford prayer candle that a friend of mine made, which is pretty amazing. My friend who is actually a bun and I don't know if she has any left, but her name is Matea um, and she's great and I traded her for the candle <laughs> and it was hilarious. Um, but sadly, I'm not in Toronto. And also, I weirdly rather have a mayor ford candle than a yeezy prayer candle but can you tell me why somebody
0: why the admins shut this down
1: um no yeah I mean. no idea
0: i mean it's still up there but it's the comments been been taken down i don't really understand anyway
1: i think yeah i don't know (laughs) um okay so i have a post that actually was not popular at all um and has only four likes but that i thought i would uh get some more attention for on the podcast because it seemed really great so emily posted in helping zone um it was a repost from a parkdale facebook group she's in that says does your child need a free winter jacket Get fitted for one Saturday, December 3rd, at the Parkdale Winter Fair, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Go to the coat boutique table, uh, and then it lists the address, which is 78 C Fourth Avenue in Toronto, which is at Lansdowne and Seaforth. Fourth. Entrance to the fair is free, and I just thought this was really nice. Like, I God, being a parent is hard, and children grow really fast, and just because you got them a really nice jacket last year doesn't mean that it fits anymore. So uh, nobody really paid attention to this post. And I thought that it was maybe important and that it could help some people. So I wanted to give it a shout out on the podcast. I will put a link to it. I mean, I just gave you the address um, or you could just go to the Parkdale Winter Fair if you're listening to this. But I will also post the link to this in the podcast, uh, Buns Podcast Zone as I always do eventually, even if I don't do it the day that I'm supposed to. Um, And you could repost it. If you guys know any people who are parents and they need a free winter jacket for their kids, let them know about this. It seemed like a really sort of a very bunsy idea to me. So I thought that was a nice one.
0: Well, speaking of reposting, Heather posts... um in the main zone reposted from helping zone. Hey friends, this holiday, I'm committed to purchasing my gifts from non big box stores, but, uh, rather supporting small businesses and local creators slash retailers. So if you make stuff and sell your own products, hit me up, uh, with your Etsy stores, websites, etc., etc., etc. So, um, I'm just talking about it again because I thought this was a good idea. I mean, yeah, I like supporting local artists. I actually just came home from, uh, oh, what is the one of a kind show?
1: Oh, nice.
0: Which, uh, I mean, I don't know how many local artists there are anymore. I hear it's prohibitively expensive to uh, get a booth there. But I do like the idea of supporting local art and local artists. And just uh, rather than, you know, getting something for somebody that that you could get that they could get themselves anywhere finding that special something is always nice so um
1: yeah well and supporting other buns is great too yeah. and you may even if you have something that that person wants you might be able to trade instead of purchase um but at the very least if you're gonna spend money somewhere it's nice to support not only you're like local Toronto stuff, but, like, specifically other, like, young artisans and, like, I think it's really cool that somebody asked that on Buns. um, that, I did see that post, the one in Trading Zone got shut down, uh, because it wasn't a trade and it was, uh, the person was sent to Helping Zone to repost it, I'm not sure if they ever did, uh, so if you want a bunch of links to people's Etsy's, you can look at that post and find them, but if you, yourself, are an artisan or own a store have an etsy you can't post on that post anymore unfortunately
0: yeah but i mean you can always (coughs) message them right so it's
1: that's true actually you could just direct message the person and uh,
0: here's another shout out along that same van marissa and this one's kind of close to my heart because it's close to my house
1: uh post (laughs) my home is where the heart is yeah
0: my partner and I own a small breakfast diner, Hollandaise, which is down, actually down the street from my house on the Danforth. Uh, and we rotate artists who display and sell their art out of our diner every two months. Our current artist has suddenly had to back out due to a show she's been invited to display at, I suppose. We are ISO new, a new artist to post your art in our diner starting tomorrow. Cool. Uh, we, they, they don't take any commissions on the piece. Uh, so just pm for details and i'm not sure if they found somebody or what this situation is but there's a lot of people posting um they haven't updated the post to say they found anyone as of yet um still well,
1: i'm sure you could contact them and maybe exhibit there in the future That's yeah pretty cool too. i did
0: I, you know what i did see uh there is an update actually uh, oh we have someone coming today thank you everyone for your interest uh but <laughs> if you are still interested please email me at and then give an email address so we can discuss your art being on display cool so yeah um bums I, art gallery <laughs> i love hollandaise um and uh it's uh, again down the street from my house and i love supporting local businesses as we were just saying so um you know if you want to get your art up down the street from my house, uh, do that. And then email me podcast the com. So the next time I go and eat some breakfast, I can be like, Hey, I fucking know that guy or girl, <laughs> you know?
1: Well, okay. So speaking of cool things that people put on their walls, um, a, post that again from Buns super happy love zone my personal favorite zone Uh, Christine posted and this is only like peripherally Buns related but she was really excited because Toronto Life had done an article on her collection Um, so what her post says is uh, that feeling when you have a weird collection of old things that you never really told anyone about but then Toronto Life comes over to talk to you about it and now everyone knows and it's okay in fact it feels pretty good and then she linked the article, and the article title is Meet the West End Writer with 50 Love Letters, including some from World War One, in her bedroom. And this article is so cool. Like, if you are like me, and you like weird old things, and you like weird antique things, and you like um, kind of prying into people's lives a little and like seeing all their personal stuff like do you not love going like I love in a secondhand store I will like check the photo albums for people's old photos or I'll like look through old diaries to see if I can find, like, sometimes you find, like, an eight-year-old kid's, like, amazing, like, diary entry that they forgot to rip out before they, like, donated the book or whatever. Um, And this woman did that, but it was when she was living in Europe, I guess. She would go to uh, flea markets there, and she's amassed a collection of love letters, and they're amazing, and there's a bunch of pictures of them, and she actually, there's a photo of her bedroom because she has a bunch of like photos and postcards, uh, like old postcards on her walls, but then she also has a few of the letters like framed on her walls. Um, so I thought this was a really cool thing. It's not entirely Buns related because I don't think she's necessarily gotten any of her love letters from Buns. However, um, if you have like a weird old love letter um, and you wanted to trade, she collects them. So I'm sure she would actually be interested in trading you if you have like postcards and like old photographs or like old love letters from people then hit up Christine because um, her collection is already amazing but I'm sure she could I'm sure she always wants more
0: that's uh I feel like that's she's just inches away from releasing one of those like chicken soup for the souls type thing
1: honestly like if she could probably make like a bound book of those i would read it i love reading like people's (laughs) love letters like i know that's kind of intrusive but especially when they're old like a lot of hers are from like um from like people at home to soldiers who were like at war and stuff which i don't know i think they're pretty cool
0: well interesting that you mention love because kitten posts in the main zone, ISO misconnection help question mark exclamation. Not sure why. uh ugh, my goodness, I am having trouble speaking today. Not sure if this will fly here, but I thought I would try. You were the cute hairstylist who walked into FedEx Lakeshore tonight shortly after six p.m. I was the pinup girl clad in skin-tight denim and pleather. We had a super bonding fest over style because you're a rad chick who knows how to compliment other rad chicks. And I regret not getting your name or contact because we should be friends.
1: Oh, that's so cute.
0: <laughs> so if that's you, um, you know.
1: Wait, is this a friend misconnection? That's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing.
0: Yeah. I- this girl well, is... Is not joking about the pinup thing. By the way, she looks exactly like Marilyn Monroe.
1: That's okay. I'm gonna have to when you send me the links (laughs) for me to put on the Bun Podcast Zone because I need to see this photo. Um, Mm. I love that somebody put up a friend misconnection. We always have, not that it's like bad, but it's like people who want to date each other or like you were so cute, let's make out. Mm -hmm. But it's so cute that she's just like, you seemed really awesome. Like, let's be friends. That's adorable.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you saw this one either, but Amanda posted a like new sweatshirt uh, depicting our beloved P-Milf. That was a term I had to Google, by the way. Um, And it stands for prime minister, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) Uh, Unless unless you've turned the corner on your love for him, uh, then it's still available for your self-loathing or ironic outfit needs. Maybe your brother wants it for an ugly sweater party maybe your mom needs it for her alone time no judgment leave me out of it Uh, wait was
1: this the same i covered this like weeks ago did you (laughs) yeah is this like a repost i can't remember if it was the week that i did it alone um oh the prime somebody had
0: the prime minister on a horse i now now that you mentioned it i do remember you talking about it i don't know why it came up in my feed here let me just see maybe
1: it's a different one it might be a, been a different one. I think the one that I was talking about was just a picture of his face, but it did say like P M I L F oh. on the front.
0: No, this is this is him uh, riding a horse in like s- in like space.
1: Okay, I think I think they might be different.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird one for sure.
1: That's amazing. I love that now. It's either that we've had two completely different ones of these on buns or that, like, maybe the first trade didn't go through and they reposted it. But I feel like the one that I talked about was just his face. So it's kind of more amazing that there are, like, two of these being traded out there.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I don't think anyone will ever get uh, tired of uh, our beloved prime minister.
1: Supreme uh, leader. Well, I mean... Uh, I.
0: <laughs> hey hey
1: we'll see we'll see we'll you, see we'll see you live in, you live in the
0: united states so let's not talk know, about leaders man. right now i
1: know look i know he beats out um most of the other ones i have seen some people complaining about him already that's the only reason why i balked at you saying that um but um okay well so um one of my favorite posts this entire week um It was super fun in the Buns Helping Zone. Alexandra posted looking for help with a sign. So her post says, Wordy Buns, Uh, I have a birthday party tomorrow and I have a congratulations garland I want to reuse. I can put the letters in any order on the string. Unfortunately, I'm not wordy and I can't come up with cool new words. Help! Uh, And then a photo of the congratulations sign, which is like golden sparkly. So this entire post is 167 comments of people offering uh, different things that you can spell out with uh, the letters from congratulations, Um, some of which are hilarious. So anagrams? Uh, Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, It's a raccoon. Um, Slut Nation. Rats and guac lotion. Some of, most of these don't make sense, <laughs> but they're still amazing. I'm down for all of them. Uh, national grouts. Most uh, most of these are like pretty dirty, actually, because there were there were a few. Uh, I think uh, analog tits. I think was a really good one because nice. it made me just think of like sweet pointy seventies boobs. Um, nostalgic tuna. Anyway. This I'm a, post is I'm a nostalgic team, <laughs> I want to know what she actually. I don't. There isn't an update on the main. There's like so many comments. I can't see if she actually responded with what she ended up making. Um, Alexandra, I want an update. Her party was the 26th, so it's over. I need to know what you made the sign say. Buns. Because <laughs> there are a lot of really great. To
0: know. <laughs> Well, speaking of getting dirty, uh, do you guys like potting soil? Because I just hit some buns gold. Natalie Uh-oh. posts uh, in the main trading zone that she has a problem where she keeps propagating succulents and growing aloe and planting avocados.
1: I mean, that's not, a. I wouldn't call that a problem. No, me either. Well, if you see her <laughs> photos, though, she's
0: got like a ton I need to show my boyfriend that I'm at least making an effort to get rid of some of these (laughs) plants that I'm hoarding. So uh, if you are around, you know, basically come get them. She lists what she's looking for for each item. But I know Buns is big on aloe plants and succulents and whatnot. Yeah,
1: actual literal houseplants for trade, not quote houseplants, quote
0: exactly although there have been people posting saying like i'll take all of these
1: (laughs) i know people love the little plant you know what aloe plants are amazing and hardy and i had a bunch of succulents at my house and literally the only one that i could never kill and just got bigger and better and more amazing Mm -hmm. was the aloe and it's so great if you ever burn yourself like sunburn or like i literally at one point it's a long story but i had third degree burns on my face and i thought that i would have a crazy scar for the rest of my life and i used aloe on it and i don't even get a mark when i suntan so that shit is like certified amazing it's great
0: there you go there you go trade for
1: all of that aloe
0: (laughs) yeah if you guys uh, if you guys are looking for some house plants not that kind of house plant then uh hit up this post Check out the Buns Podcast Zone for the links to these things. Any anything
1: else on the on the table for us? Um, I got a few things, so I'm gonna really quickly go over. This thing has like 265. Like most people have, I feel like a lot of people saw this, um, but it's important to mention to always be careful when you're trading on Buns, especially when you're trading for gift cards. So. Uh, Nicholas posted a scam alert on the main zone, uh, that, uh, November 14th, he traded his longboard for an $80 Indigo gift card. Um, then last night he went to use the gift card and to his surprise, there were $0 on it. The manager at Indigo was very kind and told him that somebody had used the same code and transferred the same $80 to another gift card at another Indigo from what he gathered, this person who um, I think he did it on the app, and on the app it was his name was Matt P. Uh, he fucker. says, "From what I gathered, this quote: Matt P, uh, who apparently already deleted his Buns account. Apparently, he jumps from one Indigo to another Indigo, scamming people. Um, so there's a description of the guy on this post. If you want to see it, uh, you can go read this. I will put the link up in the podcast zone." Uh, when he calls you his phone number appears as unknown so he like doesn't he can't like trace it or anything Um, he was like just upset about this and a bunch of people were giving advice in the comments like a lot of people are saying like when you meet up and if you're trading someone for a gift card make sure not only that the person has a receipt if they do have one that because you can go to the store and get them to double check so you can either usually call a number on the back of the card Um, read the number to them, and they'll tell you how much money is on the card. Or you can physically meet the person you're trading with at the store the card is for. They will scan it with their machine, and it'll tell you uh, how much is on it. However, um, someone said in the comments that they gathered that the money had been transferred after. So theoretically, um, if you have the number for a gift card, you can... Like, you could theoretically meet up with someone at the store, have them scan it. They're like, there's $80 on this. And then the person could go home and transfer it to another gift card if they had the number written down. What elaborate Um, scamming. Yeah, it's real shitty. But just to cover your butt, like, actually, um, your suggestion was to make sure that the scratchy number on the back was not
0: Yeah, because... Generally speaking, there's like a little, like a little thing on the back, like a scratch card, like a lottery card. Um, And you need that code when you're doing things, you know, transferring online. I don't know about over the phone. So if you see the card has that scratched off, then I would be wary. But you had an even better one or somebody else posted an even better one. Well, so
1: someone in the, I can't take credit. Someone in the comment was saying uh, that when they exactly to uh, prevent this from happening when they trade someone for a gift card that they then get that money transferred to a different gift card that they get from the store so if you got your indigo gift card from your trade and you've checked there's 80 bucks on it immediately you can get them to transfer that money to a different gift card that the trader who gave it to you wouldn't have the number of so they wouldn't be able to take the money off like this is super rare Um, yeah but i don't think think buns are doing this all the time but just to make sure it's good i think it's a good thing to
0: talk about now especially because the holiday season is upon us
1: Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are going to be getting gift cards that like from ill-informed family members that they may or may not actually want to use and then they'll be trading them yeah so just make sure you a check the balance before you actually do the trade and give them the thing you're trading them for, uh, and B, immediately transfer it to a new gift card so that there's no chance of. Uh, I honestly, like, I really trust most buns, but this Matt P. fellow is despicable. <laughs> so um, be wary and be safe when you're trading for gift cards.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Um, Speaking of Christmas, I have a couple other Christmas-related ones. Um, uh, First and foremost, to continue the ongoing and adorable saga of Dolores, the hairless cat uh, that you will will remember her possibly from the Halloween episode in which she was dressed as Dobby and got super famous on the internet. Um, So the latest on Dolores is that her person, Riley, is um, ISO advice. She wants to get Santa photos of Dolores and was asking, could she just bring her to the mall, or is that going to get her thrown in mall jail? Uh, She was like, she fits in my jacket and will be wearing clothes. (laughs) So everyone in the comments was suggesting for her to you know, go to PetSmart, and then people are like, Pet Value does it, or like, there are certain times that you can go with your pets to get Santa photos. A lot of people posted in the comments pictures of their pets with Santa, which was adorable. Um, so I mentioned this in hopes that the second Dolores actually has a photo of herself with Santa, that it will be on here, and I'll be able to repost it for you. However, accompanying this post, there is a picture of her wearing like a Santa dress, and it's so cute. I'm gonna, I'll put the link up, but maybe I'll do a screenshot, too, just in case you're not in Pet Zone and you want to see it, um, I feel like a- I did at the cake last week.
0: Honestly, I feel like you'd be okay. You know? Just, like, quick photo. No one's going to tell on you.
1: <laughs> I mean, the cat. Uh, I was like, make sure that if you do actually take her in without a cat carrier, like, put that cat on a harness, because they tend to get spooked and run away, but... She's so cute. I just want to see a picture of her with Santa so bad. So I'm really hoping that I'll have an update for you guys in the next couple of weeks with an actual picture of Dolores, the um, hairless Scottish fold cat. She's like a Scottish fold sphinx. So her little ears like droop down. It's like the cutest thing ever. Um, Do you have other Christmas ones? I have two more Christmas related ones.
0: No, hit me. I'm actually Jewish. So uh, I ignore all Christmas posts. (laughs) So if you want to hit me up, that's actually true. Well, no, I don't ignore Christmas posts, but I am Jewish.
1: Well, all right. So here's one that needs your help. Um, Emily posted in the main... or actually, it's not in the main zone. It's in Helping Zone. Uh, She is creating a line of cards. So you know what? This doesn't have... Actually, maybe it is... It's because they all start with All I Want for Christmas. So she's creating a line of cards for her store, uh, Be Good Co., on the theme of All I Want for Christmas is... Uh, some current ideas are a reboot of the simple life, um, a functional electoral system, or a pocket sized DRAM to compliment my friends and shade my enemies. Uh, that's all I really want, so I'm out of ideas. So, Buns, in an ideal world, what pulp culture slash 2016 related thing would you want for Christmas slash Hanukkah slash your winter gift giving holiday of preference? And then she has a picture of her, like, all I want for Christmas is a reboot of the Simple Life card um, with an amazing uh, drawing of Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie from the show. And then, yeah, people are posting with, like, all I want for Christmas-related things in the comments. Uh, All I want for Christmas is a hug from a sloth. Yeah. All I want for Christmas is a delicious cheese pizza just for me, Home Alone reference. Uh, So if you guys have some suggestions for All I Want, what do you want for Christmas? What is All You Want for Christmas? What do you think would make a hilarious Christmas card? What do you Um, want for Christmas? Go suggest this to Emily. Um, All I Want for Christmas is a new DSLR because I lost mine in a bathroom in Hawaii. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) But that's not pop culture, and it's not relevant to anyone else but me. I want Um, them to
0: reboot the show. Not even reboot, just bring back the show Get Real. No no one knows it. It it was only on TV for like a season. I'm trying Uh, to remember. And it starred Jesse Eisenberg, of all people. And um, uh, who else was in the show? Uh, Anne Anne Hathaway.
1: Really? Okay, no, I don't think I've seen it
0: yeah anyway that's just for me well, and like maybe one other post, guy yeah. ever out there yeah.
1: well i mean okay so if you uh if what you want for christmas happens to be uh an 18 plus uh soap on a rope then sarah has you covered in the main trading zone she posts uh buns that are searching for gifts for people on the naughty list I've started my Xmas soap making and have these lovely soap on a rope wrapped in a cute little black box available for trade. ISO a bottle of wine or a food per, per soap on a rope. Can offer discounts on multiple orders. Uh, and then she says that she can make meat weekdays, blah, 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 blah. Um, and she posted a picture and it's like a giant red dick <laughs> soap on a rope. Jeez. Soap on a rope, dick on a bot, dick in the box. So um this is a it's kind of hilarious. Like I I, I almost want to like buy them for all of my single girlfriends like as a joke. Nice. <laughs> they probably they probably would think it was funny but then like not a, not appreciate it. <laughs> 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 um not that yeah. but you just... I don't know, they're amazing. She makes other soaps and candles too. Like she's the girl who makes the cool like skull soaps and right. candles. Um, but these are amazing and this post has a bunch of comments on it. So if you want a dirty, ages 18 plus soap on a rope for someone, yeah, uh, I, get on it. This was only posted a couple days ago. So you probably, I've never have felt so it.
0: clean and so dirty at the same time.
1: Exactly. <laughs> it's a pretty good sized soap too. I must say like you would get a lot of use out of this thing. I'd say crazy. Um, so yeah, that's it for this week on buns on my end yeah me Not too if so, we missed something guys let us know in buns podcast though. i feel like i didn't have that much this week so i feel like i must have missed some stuff um so you know if what we I, didn't I cover like something let us know
0: buns is getting slowly less outlandish as time goes on
1: well that makes me sad
0: Yeah, I'm throwing down the more outlandish
1: buns. I mean, Um, we did have a giant red dick-shaped soap on a rope this week, so that's not bad.
0: (laughs) It's kind of funny when that's a common place. You're like, oh, just a giant red dick? No big deal. Oh, there's
1: another dick on buns (laughs) for trade. NBD. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, usually they're dildos, and this one has like a pretty... This one, I mean, not that you can't use a dildo every day. I was going to say this one has like an everyday use... You do right, your right. thing. Use it every day if you want.
0: <laughs> oh, man. All I want you. for Christmas right now is help with my fantasy hockey team.
1: I don't know. I'm... Uh, I cannot help you with that. <laughs> Come on, Callie. I know literally zero. I know something about... I'm like jack-of-all-trade, master-of-none, except I know zero about sports. It's the only thing. I'm sorry. <sighs> anyway,
0: <laughs> uh, if you guys... if you guys. Uh, if you guys have any uh awesome posts or just want to tell me what you want for Christmas, email or me or
1: to help you with your
0: Yeah, all I want for team. Christmas actually yeah. is uh well other than help from my team is to help you guys create podcasts. So email me podcast at buns dot com or hit up the Buns Podcast Zone. I am looking for eager buns looking to start their own show. Doesn't have to be buns related. Let's just come up with a concept. I will help you put it together, and if we can, you know, if we can come up with something compelling, then let's just keep making it. I want to enable. Koji's other buns. building
1: his podcast empire, guys.
0: I'm. I. I yeah. I want to. I want us to, like, you know, build the buns community in more than just trading. You know, let's let's make buns podcast again. So, yeah, hit me up. Podcast owner podcast at buns dot uh, just a quick thing, cause I know that the uh, the little promotion that we got going on is wrapping up soon. If it's not already wrapped up, you may have seen some posts on Buns about uh, Buns and the Red Cross. If you have uh, items that you are having trouble trading, you can trade them to the Red Cross for things like flashlights and uh, canteens, etc and you'll he- hear more about that in the upcoming interview that I do with somebody from the Red Cross. But uh, cool. they're trying to, uh, you know, in the anniversary of the Fort McMurray disaster, they want to raise awareness for um, sort of disaster prevention and, you know, what you can do to, uh, should you ever find yourself in the situation to prepare. Uh, so listen to the interview get a get a little go bag going i know that's like a buzzword that's kind of going around but after talking to this guy i was like fuck yeah i need a go bag right now
1: yeah you know?
0: i never know when i'm going to be attacked by ninjas or whatever and need to get the fuck out of here
1: or when the zombie apocalypse will finally hit
0: yeah it, oh, we talk about that <laughs> really we, well i talk about it and he's Do you just pronounce like
1: apocalypse better than i just did because it came out weird i don't know if you noticed that
0: uh <laughs> I didn't really notice it, but <laughs> I've been pronouncing words weird all night or just not completing, completing sentences, like right there. Um, anyway, hit us up, listen to the interview, trade with the Red Cross, uh, love one another, help us find misconnections, etc., etc. et cetera. And as always...
1: Keep on Bunzin'.
0: There you go. All right, until next week, guys. Bye. Too much shit
2: in your apartment?
0: Get rid of it today on the Buns app. Available in the App Store, Google Play Store, or online at buns.com. So the interview this week is with a fantastic volunteer from the Red Cross. Um, If you're like me, you have a vague idea of what they're about, and uh, you know know that they're doing good things, but uh, I'd be hard-pressed to give you specifics. Well... If you want to know what those specifics are, listen to what he has to say. Also, if you're curious about prepping for a disaster, including the zombie apocalypse, listen up. Here we go. I'm okay. I'm doing fine. Yeah, thanks for coming. So, before we get into uh, this whole everything, let's just get a little background on you. We we're just kind of talking about that off mic. Uh, le- let us know who you
2: are and what you do for the Red Cross, please. I'm a volunteer with the Red Cross. I've been with the Red Cross for 11 years uh, in disaster management, which means I help people in a time of crisis, whether it's a house fire. Uh, whether it's a bigger event like the ice storms of 2013 here in Toronto. I've been fortunate enough to travel abroad and across the country to different areas. Uh, went to Haiti after the earthquakes. I went wow. to Fort Mac uh, in July. I was in Montreal for the Syrian refugee operation. So I've had several opportunities to go out and help people, and I'm very honored by that. That's am- that sounds amazing. I, uh, so, okay, I'm going to ask you all about
0: the Red Cross in just a second, but you just mentioned that you're a volunteer. What, what do you do? Outside of the Red Cross, then?
2: I work for the government of Ontario... In cabinet office, which is the ministry that supports the premier's office. Right. I'm a public servant, and I'm in issues management. I'm a former journalist, so I anticipate for the premier's team what journalists are going to ask about, uh, uh, yeah, about uh, the premier or ministers about. But it's my journalism background that really got me interested in disaster management with the Red Cross, because as a, as a former journalist, right. I covered fires and train derailments and tornadoes and so on. But when you're a, a journalist, you're on deadline. You don't really look at what the Red Cross or other responders are doing. yeah. yeah. And when Hurricane Katrina hit in 2005 in the States, the Red Cross uh, needed more volunteers because it still is the largest natural disaster in U.S. history. The American Red Cross reached out to the Canadian Red Cross, they reached out to the province, and The uh, province said, we're going to send 100 uh, public servants to help. I went down. I got hooked. Absolutely loved it. And then I took all the courses I should have taken before going (laughs) down south. Right. And now I'm fully trained to pretty well go anywhere in the world. That's crazy.
0: So public servant by trade and Red Cross (laughs) volunteer after hours. I can't imagine that there's a lot of uh, time for yourself in that whole equation. Uh, Okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about the Red Cross then, generally, because I think everyone knows the name, but you know specifically, what does the Red Cross do?
2: Well, it does many, many things, but we're talking about disaster management here. So when Mother Nature (laughs) does a number on a community, Mm -hmm. on a province, uh, on a city, uh, the Red Cross is there to help. Uh, We have thousands of fully trained volunteers like myself who will show up and help. Uh, The key you must remember is that a, a municipality or province has to ask for the red Cross's help because right. if they can handle it themselves with their first responders that's okay mm-hmm. but for example with fort Mac uh in alberta uh, that was such a huge huge disaster yeah, yeah. that you know they, they they put their hand up and said please come help red cross so the red cross has a mechanism in place to to dispatch all its volunteers to help deal with whatever the crisis is
0: right so is it mostly volunteers then absolutely the red cross? absolutely
2: yeah. vast majority of the work done in the crisis whether it was alberta fort mac or in toronto or any other city across across ontario and the country it's mostly done by volunteers and as a volunteer how much time would you say that you devote
0: to the red cross i mean outside of work so let's just say i wanted to be a, a red cross volunteer how much time does it does it necessarily take to to first of all, get to the point where you can be an active volunteer in the Red Cross and all the training and all that that you mentioned. And then, you know, how much time would you save your day? Is taken up or
2: week is taken up uh, doing Red Cross related activities. Well to join is very easy you go online and apply and then there's a personal one-on-one interview to make sure that you're a right fit. When I say right. a right fit you have to be prepared to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning and respond to a house fire. Now it's one thing to say yeah I can do that but it's another thing to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning in the middle of February when <laughs> it's 30 below. Yeah. That being said the people who want to do this are motivated because they want to help people regardless of time, night or day. Yeah. So Then you take a a, call, a course called Perel, uh, which is basically an introduction to the Red Cross and gives you the basic training you need to go out and respond to a house fire or a smaller disaster. You will always go out with a veteran like myself, right. or someone with experience, and then off you go. So how often will you be called upon? It just depends on how often disaster strikes. Right. Uh, I live out in Durham region, east of Toronto, and we can go weeks without having a call. Yeah. And then we'll have two or three the same weekend. So, you know, it really depends on on, on, on when things happen. In a perfect world, there wouldn't be any disasters. Yeah, we yeah. It wouldn't be needed, but we all know that that's going to happen.
0: Absolutely. I, and we're going to talk about disaster preparation in a second. But before we get to that, you mentioned Fort McMurray. Now, obviously, people know about the large-scale disasters because they they hit the news on a pretty big... Uh, in a big way but what sort of I I hesitate to use the term everyday disasters but like
2: what is the average uh, sort of thing that you're responding to house fires are the are number one in durham region okay uh unfortunately fires happen for a variety of reasons and they happen you know anytime night night or day uh those are the number one uh disasters that we respond to right uh in in the oshawa a few years ago there was a train derailment where entire neighborhoods were evacuated until they they discovered what was on the train uh, a couple of years ago there's a fire at an asphalt plant where there was a huge uh, toxic cloud hanging over oshawa and the entire emergency management Team for Durham, which includes the Red Cross, Salvation Army, and so on, mm-hmm. it was it was um, it was uh, brought into action, and they were considering the evacuating twenty thousand people because of the toxic smoke. Wow! Now, luckily, the wind shifted and the smoke went over Lake Ontario. So you can respond to small, medium, or large size disasters yeah. uh, here in, in in Toronto, in Durham, or wherever you happen to to live and volunteer. Right? Or if you have the right training and the time, you can go abroad. Uh, you know, as I said, I've been. To Haiti. I've mm-hmm. been to the U.S. Uh, I've been across Canada. So it really depends on how much time you're willing to invest. So let, let's let's say that
0: you get the call. Uh, you know, February three in the morning, and it's a house fire. W- what is your sort of role in in the that whole
2: situation? I get a call from a dispatcher. We're on call 24-7. I've yeah. got about a team of 50 people in Durham region. So you never sleep then. <laughs> well, we take turns. But, you know, I get the call, and I'll go out with another volunteer, and we'll show up at the site. Mm-hmm. The fire department is, are, are the people who call us. Right, right. And then they'll tell us we have, you know, mom and dad, two kids out on the street with the clothes on their back. Mm-hmm. So they're sitting in their car, and they've just watched their home or their apartment or townhome go up and smoke. Yeah. So our, our main focus is to make sure they're cared for immediately so we will put them in a hotel if they've got nowhere to go right. we will give them a comfort kit which is a toothpaste toothbrush comb deodorant the stuff we'll take for granted yeah yeah and then if they've lost all their clothing we will go give them gift cards for a walmart to buy clothing oh, wow. and, okay. uh, and restaurant cards so they can eat until they get their lives back together again. If they have insurance, they call the insurance company in the morning and the insurance company takes over. Yeah. But for people who don't have insurance, we will put them up in a hotel for three nights and give them all the service I just mentioned. Now, unfortunately, after three nights, yeah. they have to make arrangements because we are an emergency service. Right, yeah, yeah. And we can't afford to, to pay hotel bills for, for people for a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I'd say in my experience, three days, people are able to you know find other right. arrangements. Once they get over that initial shock, then they can kind of... And you to- mentioned that the initial shock. Uh, after the firefighters who are there to put out the fire, we are the first people that they see yeah. to tell them, you're okay, here's what you need to do and we're going to help you get there. We're going to take care of you, get back on your feet. And, and it it gives me, it gives my volunteers, anyone who does this, what I call the warm and fuzzies, because you are helping people who have just had the shock of their lives. I mean, no one ever sits around the kitchen table and says, what would we do if our, if our home or apartment went up in flames? Right. Right. You know, they should have that discussion of, of having a go kit. And I'll talk about that in a moment, getting ready to survive. If mother nature cuts you off, like during the ice storm and you're, and you're stuck in your home for three days, but yeah. no one actually sits around and says, hmm, what would we do? Right. So we are there to tell them what to do. And yeah. it, it, it truly is an amazing experience. And that's why I don't mind getting up at two o'clock in the morning, and neither do the volunteers, yeah. because you are helping people in a time of need. Well, they've got to be grateful for direction. I'm sure that their mind is, is
0: racing. And for someone to just sit them down and say, hey, this is what we're going to do, and this is how we need to do it, it's probably a
2: huge relief for them. <laughs> I get lots of hugs. It's it's an amazing <laughs> feeling. It really is. I mean, you know, you've helped someone move, for example. Or you, a buddy of yours has <laughs> yeah. had a bad day, and he calls you to, to talk about it, and you're just l- lending an ear. Well, you feel good about doing that, right? Yeah, yeah of course. So it, multiply that feeling, and that you're, getting, you're getting someone a place to live to get out of the cold, or the heat, <laughs> whatever, and, and help them you know, plan the next step. Well, okay,
0: so you mentioned uh, emergency preparation, and uh, that's kind of where BUNS sort of uh, enters the equation. We've got a little bit of a thing going where you can trade uh, your your stuff like you would on BUNS for emergency-related equipment. Before we, we start talking about that program, though, let's just talk about uh, emergency preparation in general. So uh, what... What sort of things does someone need to be prepared? Just say, you know, if I was cut off in an ice storm or I was in a situation where I, my house was burning down and maybe I only had an opportunity to grab a couple things, you know, what do I want to, to, to be ready for those types of situations?
2: Let me break it down into different scenarios. Let's talk about the ice storm in Toronto, for example, okay. where you can't get out of your house. Okay, yep. you're, you're surrounded by downed wires. You have no power, and it's just not safe to get out there. So you have to be prepared to stay in your home for 72 hours. What does that mean? 72 hours? Enough food that you can eat out of a can because you've got no power. Right. Uh, you and if you've got a barbecue, great. But if not, you've got to have a, a, a can opener. Right. <laughs> electric can openers it's not going to work. You you have to have warm clothing, and what's most important, if if you or someone in your family takes medication you have a, you have to have enough medication for those three days right yeah, yeah. that is so so important I'll, I'll give you an example in the ice storm in ajax we set up a community center for people who it was just too cold for them to stay yeah and one gentleman this was christmas morning i'm going around the shelter and he says well i'm i'm, I'm down to half a pill of his medication he should have taken one the night before but he was down to one right so he took half so I connected him with someone from the region, a nurse who, who reached out to pharmacies and, and, and filled his prescription. But he was fortunate that he was in a shelter. Mm-hmm. If you're in an apartment or a home and you can't get out and you run out of your medication, right. that could cause you some severe problems. So that's the most important is to always plan ahead to have enough food, have water, two liters a day. That's just to cook and to drink. You could have more uh, to, you know, to, to, to clean yourself kind right. of thing. Yeah, yeah. But you know we can all survive three days without having a shower, yeah. but you need the food and water and medication. Now that's one scenario. Yeah. Now if you have to get out because like Fort Mac, there's a fire coming down the street and you've got 10 minutes to pack. Yeah. You don't have time to stop and think. Right. You should have everything ready to go. Clothing, uh, as I mentioned, some food, some not necessarily cans, but you know, uh, granola bars, stuff you can you can take with you very quickly. Right. Your car keys, important documentation, passports, marriage certificates, your OHIP card. Yeah. The stuff that you that you need to identify who you are and get services that you need, and cash. You need cash because sometimes the power is out everywhere and the ATMs don't work and the oh, debit I'd, and credit cards. <laughs> so you've got to have cash. I'd be in big trouble there. I, I never have
0: cash on me. Well,
2: I know we're a cash cashless society now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So you need things that you can grab and go and again, survive for one or two or three days until things stabilize. Right. So you need to sit down and think about what do I need as an individual or my partner or my family and, and, and make a list. Um, and if you're not sure of, of what you need, you can go to the red ca, and there is a list, uh, it's called get a kit and you know, it lists everything that you need, you know, mm-hmm. from water, uh, food, non, uh, perishable, uh, Pan openers, I mentioned, uh, a crank or battery-operated flashlight. And Uh, more importantly, where do you keep that thing? Can you you find it in the dark? You don't want to start rummaging in the junk drawer if you can't see anything. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Another thing is a, is a crank or battery operated radio, because without power, your computer's down, your, your, your cell phone might not be working because the, the, the communication towers are yeah, down. Yeah. So you need a, a good old radio that would batteries, but again, who, who checks the batteries, yeah. uh, but a crank radio will work in any, in any scenario. So those are a few of the things that, that you need. But again, I can't stress enough. Medication is the key yeah. because you, you can get, get by without as much food as you normally need, but medication could cause some real problems and that's a lot harder to come by as well. Exactly, exactly. So here's an example in um, in Fort Mac. I'm talking to the second-in-command at the local fee- food bank. Yeah. He'd taken emergency management courses, and he had a go kit. So when he got the word that he had to get out of town, mm-hmm. he grabbed his kit, and off he went. But I got to tell you, the vast majority of people do not have a go kit, and it's something you need to think about um, and and have it ready because when, when the police... Knock on your door and say, you've got 10, 15, 20 minutes to prepare. Right. What what, what happens? Panic sets in. And you're not necessarily thinking straight, what do I take? Do I take the kids' baby pictures? Well, that's your call. Yeah. But will you be able to survive with the kids' baby pictures? No. (laughs) You need food, you need money, you need clothing, and you need the important documents in your life.
0: Right. I guess being level-headed when you're preparing that sort of stuff will you know when panic sets you can grab that and then if there's other stuff that you want you don't need to worry about the
2: essentials exactly exactly and if, and if you know i i was listening to a podcast you did uh, earlier this year with the bride from alberta yeah. who came to toronto and, yeah, yeah. and people were so generous in offering her wedding dresses well she mentioned in an interview with you that part of her, of her wedding stuff was already prepared so even though she had little or no time to 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 pack and go yeah she grabbed her wedding stuff And so, yeah, she she had to get a new wedding dress, but she had everything else and it led to a great ceremony and uh, the the happiest day of her life, as she described. So there's an example where she was prepared for her wedding. Mm -hmm. So use that mentality, that preparation to prepare for an emergency. So let's talk about
0: uh, buns for a second. Uh, I know that the Red Cross has got this sort of program going where they're going to trade items for... uh, you know for people to help start their go kits what sort of uh, what sort of items are the red cross is the red cross trading for
2: well, the Red Cross is offering, uh, in order to raise awareness about disaster management and being prepared, you can get some really cool Red Cross canteens and some other stuff that we have to help you prepare for uh, for disaster. And uh, it's all about spreading the word and getting people to be uh, be prepared in case a crisis hits their home, whether it's a house fire or if they have to go because there's no power and it's the middle of winter, like we had the ice storm of 2013. So yeah, some really cool stuff's available.
0: And- so I, I, I assume then that, uh, you know, being an avid Red Cross volunteer and seeing all these things firsthand, you've got a pretty
2: extensive uh, go bag. Well, I've got the Red Cross kit I just mentioned. Oh, I, really? I, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in my house ready to go. And in my home, I've got lots of water and I've got lots of dry foods and, you know, I've got everything because I have to practice what I preach. I mean, I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've witnessed it, that, you know, when people tell me their stories of how they've had to get out and they had no idea what to pack. You know, there's a woman who did an interview uh, in Edmonton that she, she packed, uh, when she was told she had to leave uh, Fort Mac, uh, she packed uh, uh, cheese slices under her snow pants. I mean, she's laughing about it now, but, you know. It could have uh, been disastrous. Exactly, exactly. So, uh,
0: I think being a, being a young person in Toronto, uh, some of us can be a little, uh, short-sighted and sometimes you might I suspect that you come across an attitude where people are like well you know I'm in Toronto and you, you hear about all these things but nothing really ever happens here like why should I be worried so how, how do you set someone like that straight you know
2: because I, I think that uh, there's a little bit of apathy sometimes sure and that's not just in Toronto it's across the board right um, because it's human nature I've never faced it I've never experienced it So, you know, when I'm in a big city, the cavalry will come to save me. Yeah, yeah. Well, the cavalry will be be busy uh, maintaining infrastructure and hospitals and, you know, people who really need it. Mm -hmm. So if you're in your apartment or in your townhome or your house, uh, don't count on the cavalry for at least 72 hours. They start with the important stuff. And not that I'm saying that, you know, we're not important, but in the grand scheme of things, we're not. Young people, older people, we have to be self-sufficient. We have to be responsible for our own our own well-being. So the key is to be prepared, and and you know it's not that tough. It'll take like ten minutes of your time, right? And to and to set it aside. Uh, And and if if you feel less motivated, well, talk to some friends. You know who would you call? Hey, I'm in I'm in dire straits. I did not plan, and I don't have water, or I don't have enough food. Mm -hmm. Well, discuss with a good friend, family. Uh, you know and 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 say hey can i count on you you can count on me and we help each other out you may recall during the big blackout here in toronto god 15 years ago, uh, the, the most positive aspect or one of the most positive aspects of that is that neighbors who didn't know each other yeah. got to know each other. They I sat remember. around candlelight, they whipped out the barbecues because it yeah. happened in the summertime and the stuff in the freezer was going to go bad. Exactly, so yeah, yeah. They cooked everything up and had, you know, a neighborhood barbecues and that was a very positive aspect. Do, you know, why do we need to wait for such a major disaster to get to know your neighbors kind of thing? Yeah. So that's my advice is to, is to make a plan and say okay here's who i'm going to call mm-hmm. in case i'm in i'm in trouble and vice versa yeah and take it from there
0: well i was talking to a colleague of yours uh, earlier off mike and uh i think it's important to mention also and it's something that never occurred to me was even if you have these supplies ready you have your go bag ready to go not
2: everything lasts forever. So right. you've you, got to refresh it from time to time? Absolutely. At least once a year. You know, it's like you're supposed to change the batteries in your smoke detector. Right. Either right. in the fall or the spring, whatever you choose. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. So you've packed the go bag, you you do it now. Great. Yeah. And you know, hopefully nothing happens. Yeah. Uh, well come this time next year you gotta, you know. Change the water, change the food. If you put batteries in, check the batteries, that kind of thing. I mean, yeah. you gotta, you've got to stay on top of it. Right. Because going out with a, a go bag with, with stuff that's expired is almost as bad as not having a go bag, you know? Right. You, you have to have water that's fresh, food that's fresh, and uh, your medication that's fresh. Yeah. And of course, the cash. Yeah. That never goes bad, though. I don't that think. never <laughs> goes bad. But you never have enough when you need it. So.
0: Let's just uh, in a hypothetical situation, if I didn't have a go bag and disaster struck, what would you um, and I had to leave the house, let's just say, because I mean, obviously, if I'm at home, maybe I've at least planned a little bit where I have some canned food, I can kind of survive on my own. But if I had to leave without anything, what would you suggest to
2: somebody for the next steps to be? You definitely want to leave with a change of clothes. Mm-hmm. And cash yeah. and important documentation, your OHIP card, driver's license, an ID, a passport. Yeah. And and then you if if you're walking out in your neighborhood and the, the place is dark and there's nothing going on, just I and and you have no communication, like you don't have the wind up radio right. or anything like that, just head down to the street or to the closest community center or church or school. Or, or, or police station, a gathering spot where what happens when there's an emergency. These community centers, mm-hmm. like I said, a church or, or, or a community center or, or a school, are areas that are designated by the region municipality of Toronto yeah. as, as as gathering spots where you can get. Shelter and information. Right. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that in, in Durham region, we had a shelter in Ajax where I live. We had another one in Pickering and we had another one in Oshawa. So people knew to go there. We put the word out, of course, uh, but people knew that they could get a meal and as they could get somewhere to sleep where it was warm and get other information and get medication. So in the early days, if you have to leave your apartment, your mm-hmm. home, your, your your town home, if you ha- absolutely have to leave, and, and I stress that, you're better to shelter in place, even though uh, un- unless it's freezing cold and you can't stand it or, right. or hot for that matter. You're better to shelter in place on things th- un- until things settle down. But if you absolutely must head to your local school, community center, police station, that kind of thing. And then hopefully there will be someone there who will be able to tell you what is happening and what the next step is. OK, on a less
0: serious note uh, before we before we go, I. Um, You had mentioned again to me earlier off, Mike, that you do some public speaking.
2: Yes. Yes. I I speak to groups uh, about disaster management. Right. Uh, It's something I love to do. I love to share uh, my experiences and and advice because being prepared is the key. Um, You'd be amazed. uh, Out in Durham region, we go to fire safety days. and We set up a booth and we we give out pamphlets and here's what you need to do. Yeah. Just exactly what we've talked about. And I'd say 75% of people are not prepared. Right. You know, uh, life gets in the way. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm busy doing my thing. I've got kids. Even if I don't, I'm just busy working, busy doing my thing. And, and I don't think anyone really wants to think about disaster striking. So
0: they don't it, kind it, of, they put it out of their mind.
2: It's always something that happens elsewhere. Oh, that yeah. happened in Alberta or that happened. Hurricane Matthews. That heard that that just happened in, in the States, you know, right. they hit Haiti again. Oh, I feel bad for Haiti, but they really don't think about how it could happen here. Right, right. Yeah, and, it, yeah. you know, this, the ice storm of 2013 was only three years ago. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure a lot of people were caught, yeah. you know, not being prepared. Well, it can happen again.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so, do you get a lot of questions, again, this is really silly, but do you get a lot of questions about how to survive the zombie apocalypse? I feel like, <laughs> uh, you know, with, with all this, with all this preparedness, uh, it, for some reason, it seems like something that everyone is always talking about these days. Right, so does it, has anyone ever asked you that?
2: You know, I must admit that no one has. Oh, uh, but if someone if, if someone were to ask me that, the zombie apocalypse, I I fall back on my Walking Dead training and <laughs> 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 lock the doors, turn out the lights, and right. hope for the best. So hunker down, da- hunker <laughs> down where you are. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but because you prepared, you will have water, you'll have food, you'll have your medication. There you go. Yeah, just wait for the <laughs> dust to settle. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: thanks a lot for for sitting down and chatting with me. I hope that people uh, take a lot away from this. I'm going to put in the show notes a link to A, where to uh, get one of these kits if you don't have one. Um, I'll have a link to the, the Buns and Red Cross program. And I'll also have a link for people if they are interested in volunteering. Um,
2: Absolutely. Thank you. Because we're always looking for volunteers. Yeah, absolutely. Whether you live in Toronto, you live in Durham or York or anywhere in the GTA, uh, we have we have chapters, uh, branches everywhere. Yeah. Uh, But if someone wants to get involved and you put in, like I said, a little bit of training and then you're on call. Right. And uh, you can do as much or as little as you want. But the warm and fuzzies you get for helping people in need is just something you have to experience.
0: Yeah, I, I can't I can't even imagine what that would be like. Okay, so before we go, any, any parting words to, uh, to our audience?
2: Again, it's be prepared. I mean, you, you, you can go online and, and, and find disasters everywhere. There are disasters that are happening around the world that we don't know about. And in this country, of course, Fort Mac was very high profile, but there are fires that are happening every day. And, uh, you know, in Durham region, we respond to 50, 55 calls a year. So it's about one a week. And I'm sure the stats are similar, if not higher in Toronto. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, you know, people are going through crises through no fault of their own. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you have to be prepared because you never know when something's going to happen through no fault of your own. Yeah. You know, there's a, a, a wiring fire and where you're living that yeah. you had nothing to do with, but <coughs> You're burnt out of your home, so well, you, you got to be prepared. I had a family member very recently, uh, who
0: whose house burnt down, uh, seemingly at ran- not at well, I guess at random, like you said, wiring or what have you. So uh, it could happen to anybody. So I guess be ready, get your get those go bags prepared, and if you've got one, don't forget to check it to make sure that everything is uh, still kosher. Well, thanks a lot for uh, for sitting down with me and. Uh, Yeah, I hope uh, more people get prepared.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Music this week comes by way of Stuart. And his band, Sun K. Um, I'm not going to read the whole bio because it's a little bit long. But uh, I went to their website and they have a dope poster. Sort of Godzilla thing going on. And all their photos look very pro. Uh, I will say that... um, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. It is... Uh, mixes the uh, New York underground scene and the glowing complex harmonies of West Coast folk rock. Here is music War from Santa. <laughs> Flashing rings, well, they're all gone when her hope runs thin. Now Molly's in the kitchen and upstairs. She's trying to get some rest, but they don't care, she says.
1: But I'm okay,
2: I'm doing fine.